Hello and welcome to the Chris Sarenson Podcast. We recap and talk all things Bachelor Nation. I'm your host, Saring Chopel, so let's get into it. All right, so tonight's guest is a very special person to be reviewing and recapping this episode with um, a longtime Bachelor Nation fan and a big viewer, views every week, so she really knows all of the contestants, all of the seasons. So I'd like to introduce my good friend Mia, who is here to recap with us tonight. Mia, why don't you say hello to our audience and introduce yourself? Hello, yes, I am a longtime Bachelor Nation viewer. Um, every Monday, Tuesday night, whenever they choose to put it on. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. All right. So um, like we were saying earlier, um, before this started, uh, you know, there's a lot to unpack with this episode. It was, uh, you know, Chris Harrison, the producers, they really wanted to hit off the season strong and give us some juice in the second episode, which I know we saw. I feel like it started a little slow at first, but then once we got to like the last like 25 minutes of the episode, I was on the edge of my seat. So, okay, let's start out with how this episode kind of began. Um, so we see them getting ready for to announce the date card, and Brie gets the first date. Mia, what are your thoughts on Brie? General thoughts, and then just what did you think of their uh, date? And I believe their date was a little bit of a, a four-wheeling uh, <laughs> ex- expenditure. Expenditure? What's that word? Expedition. Yeah, expenditure. expenditure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Share. Yeah, I like Brie. She is one. She's in like my top three, I would say. Um, I like them together. I think they look good together. Um, I think she's a down to earth gal, which I feel like he needs that. Um, and yeah, their date seems fun. I I will say I noticed he went first on the four wheeler, which I thought the gentleman thing to do would have been to have her go first. So that was something I picked up on. Don't know if that's something you picked up on, but that's something I noticed. Um, but I liked their date. Thought it was interesting that they ended with a hot tub. He loves a good hot tub, apparently. Yeah, we saw the hot tub all. quite a bit. I think it's going to be a recurring character, you know. It Maybe he'll be. end up it giving the hot tub a rose. Who knows? Um, Maybe. Matt James, he just loves that good bubbling, boiling water on his flesh, so... Good, good, yes, good moments. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I Well, I also thought that's interesting that you picked up that little let me get on the four-wheeler first moment. You know, I think overall uh, Matt James has been a pretty chivalrous bachelor, but that is something something to pick up on, you know? Like, hmm, maybe he could have used that as an opportunity to really care for Brie and caress, caress the moment, if you will. But, right. 
maybe, maybe that was like his move he wanted to lead you know so maybe that mm. was his thought process but I was I just thought like oh I would have let her go first if I were him right but that's just me I also like low-key like don't get me wrong I'm a big Matt James stan so far he's one of one of what I think are the better bachelors um in my opinion um or at least in recent years um but I did think the four-wheeler date, he was, like, a little bit, like, a little a little showy-offy, you know? Like, oh, let me get on my four-wheeler and show you, like, how I can ride this thing all around in the dirt and, uh, I don't know, do some crazy stuff. So I thought it was a little bit of a, a macho gesture, if you will. I totally agree. How he was, like, going, like, side to side, like, so extreme so quickly. And then he was, like, looking back to make sure she was, like, seeing him do that, like... <laughs> very show off exactly it's like a little kid like what like the little boys on the playground like playing with like scooters or like their bicycles or doing like tricks and be like did you see that like mom watch this and then they go and do that and like look back and make sure that everybody saw so that that's yeah, exactly. the vibes i got um but i did think you know overall their date was good one thing i have to say it um and it's funny too because when she first got the date card, Brie was like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing my worst outfit today. And let me say, I agree, honey, because I did not enjoy that cardigan thing. I like, I feel like that's like something trendy that people try to do with like the, the cardigan cross wrap. Um, or usually, no, I usually see that with fanny packs, but she was trying to do it with her cardigan and it just didn't, it didn't sell for me. It, it definitely missed the mark. Um, R.I.P. to her shoes. She was wearing brand new white shoes, though. So yeah. that was upsetting. Yeah, not watching them drag through the mud. Yeah, overall, this was a very, like, dirty um, episode because not only did we see the whole mud fest, but also there was that whole wedding dress extravaganza where they really, yeah. you know, got down and dirty with that. So I guess that's a good segue for us to really kind of move into... Um, that group date and um, what we thought of the wedding uh, photo shoot extravaganza capture the flag in wedding dresses if you will I will say I enjoyed how they moved into the um, capture the flag because honestly this is not the first time they've done the wedding dress thing and I just don't love it I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a little traditional, but, like, putting on a wedding dress, like, so early on, like, one of them said how, like, they spoke, like, 20 seconds with him, so it's, like, to just go put on a wedding dress and be, like, yep, like, this is, like, envision me like this, like, this could be our wedding, like, I didn't, I don't love it, they did it with Tasha too, with just Zach, I just don't love it. Also, like, let me know if it's just me, but every single time this franchise does a wedding photo shoot, the dresses are always hideous. Like, it's never, yeah, like, a stunning, beautiful gown. Like, in that case, I might actually be interested because then I'd be like, oh, like, they look great. Like, I love these dresses. Like, this is kind of interesting. But they always just look like they got these dresses in somebody's, like, dress-up box or, like, in some kind of, like, I don't know, cheap showroom. Like, just, it, it isn't it. Yeah, I definitely don't think they spend the big bucks on uh, on those wardrobes. Yeah. I don't love them. One plus, though, is Franco the photographer. He was in Tasha's season for that wedding photo shoot, and he came back for this wedding shoot. I do love seeing him on the screen, so that is a, a good cameo that we see every now and then on The Bachelor. 
he did seem to be a fan favorite everyone was excited he was back yes um and then i i felt like some of the girls um during this date were being a little extra um you know fighting about oh i just didn't get enough time where it's like yeah there's like 18 of you so you gotta really kind of hustle your bustle i think it was serena serena c who i actually kind of liked i mean we haven't really seen a lot of her but she was crying like she was like her voice did a little shake and she was like i really just like didn't get to see matt yet and i was like oh man like let's not no tears to cry over this right now so yeah, I think the pressure is just on with them. Like, they're just really feeling it, especially when they have, like, other girls, like Victoria, being, like, so, like, pushy, you know, to, like, get those, that time with him and, like, make sure she's, like, in front. So they're really feeling it. How did you feel about uh, Victoria's little garter move there, her little photo shoot moment? I did not think it was classy. Maybe I'm a little biased because I'm not a fan of her. Right, right. But I don't know. I thought it was really forced, really just like a lot. And like, you know, like I think she intended for him to remove it with his mouth, which like in front of everyone, like, I don't know, that's just like, have like a little like, you know, courtesy to everyone else with that. But there's always one who does stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, something I've noticed about Matt is I feel like he is a pretty classy guy. Like, I think he he keeps it keeps it classy. So props to him for not taking the bait on that because I feel like other guys probably would have been like, she obviously wants me to do this, so I'm just going to do it and whatever. Um, and then it would have just made it weird for everybody. So props to him for, you know, keeping, keeping it cool. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a, a moment. Um, okay. So, you know, we've discussed the first two dates. Now I just kind of want to hear your general opinion on some of the girls in the house because um, now we're at the second episode. Um, we've gotten to see a few of their personalities come out. So um, what are your thoughts? Why don't you give me your top, top, who you think is going to be final four? And who, like, who you think Matt will choose as final four. And then just your your overall favorite three people that you like, regardless if they're going to be in the top or not. Hmm, okay. Well, so I think my top and Matt's top are slightly different. Um, I love Abigail. I think she is great. I think she's so cute. Could be great for him. You know, they, they could be cute together. Um, but I, and I think he sees that right now. But for some reason, I don't feel like that'll be a long-term thing. Mm. So she's in my top, not Matt James' top, in my opinion. Wow. Um, I like her. I like Rachel. I think he likes Rachel. Um, I think they'll be really cute together. Um, I liked, I like Brie. She's great. I think she's stunning, and I think they're so cute together. Um... And then, yeah, so for him, I will say Rachel, Brie, hmm, let me see who else. I need to go through the list. Hmm. There's so many of the girls we just, like, don't really know yet. Right. Mm -hmm. It is hard this early on to get a good sense. But I think you're right that 
Um, Rachel and Brie definitely seem like top runners and definitely Abigail at the moment seems as though she is. And I think it's interesting that you say that because so many people are like, so Abigail's going to win, Abigail's going to win. Um, but so far, you and Alyssa, who are the only two guests I've had so far, have both said that you think that you guys like Abigail, but you don't think she'll make it to the very end. So I think that's an interesting um, like different viewpoint that some people are having that others may not be seeing because a lot of people are like, oh, Abigail's gonna go all the way, but who knows? Who knows at this point? So good perspective. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you know, she does. She does have the cochlear implant, and I, for some reason, I just feel like that may become like a hurdle or like an obstacle of some sort at some point. Um, because you know there is like a learning curve to that. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to play a role, but for some reason, I just, as much as I want her to, I just don't see it. Yeah, and I also think she's definitely somebody, you know, she seems like a little more quiet, um, like a little less like confrontational and like bold and go-getter. And I think there's like a difference between her and Brie, whereas Brie is not confrontational or outgoing in like a bet like a victoria kind of way but she definitely seems like she holds her own like if somebody were to say something you know she would know how to like get in there and you know she's very bold and she stands out to us whereas i think abigail she's so sweet definitely a favorite of mine but i think it could be possible that we could see her kind of slip away slowly if that makes sense like i almost forgot about her this episode until she came back on screen well, exactly. We didn't even hear a word of her until the rose ceremony when he called her name. That, that I thought about that, too. We didn't even see her at all this episode. So that I definitely think she's definitely more introverted, um, whereas Brie, like you said, more extroverted, more like, more like, you know, noticeable in a room. Not that, like, Abigail's not great, because she is. But, you know, given how, like, she's a little more reserved and everything, I feel like she may fade a little bit, and we may not you know see her be more forward in that sense exactly exactly i feel that um okay so now that we've kind of gotten a little bit of a gist well before we move on who are some of your uh less desirable uh contenders right now who are you kind of iffy about who are you like i just straight up don't like and who are you like they haven't done anything wrong but they just rubbed me the wrong way kind of people well to be honest like within this feud tonight with Marilyn and Victoria. Obviously, between the two, I'm on... I was about to say Victoria. Obviously, I'm on Marilyn's side, but I don't love her. She is very plain to me. And honestly, when Matt James, like, when he went to go talk to her and, like, confront her about it, she barely said a word. Like, I don't know why she didn't, like, give more to, like, talk about the situation and be like... Victoria's being crazy. She's like, you know, misconstruing everything that's happening. Like she, she really didn't say anything. Um, and obviously we don't know how this turns out, the feud between them. But you know, if she goes home, I'm not surprised because she didn't even defend herself well. And I don't know, just don't love her. She's a little plain to me. Also, really Victoria needs to go like yesterday. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel that too um, about Marilyn. Like I feel like she didn't put up enough a she didn't put up enough of a fight but also like 
what what Victoria's claims about her were was like she cries to manipulate herself out of everything and not like obviously I'm not on Victoria's side but like it just is funny that Victoria said that because the scene we saw before was Marilyn like crying to Matt being like I don't even know if you like me or like why you wanted me here and then Victoria says that so I could understand why Matt might be like oh maybe Victoria is right because that was the last conversation he had had with Marilyn um, and obviously, like, we see the other standpoint of the other girls who are like, that's obviously not true. But I, if I was in Matt's shoes, I might I might think about that moment for a second. But if I was in Matt's shoes, honestly, I don't know why none of the, like, whenever there is a feud, they want to always solve it between these two people who have the feud. Go out to the rest of the contestants, see what they feel. Those girls would have told them and would have told Matt in two seconds. Like, it's Victoria. Victoria's being crazy. She went to go sleep on the couch after nothing. Like, what did Marilyn say? She wants to get to know you? Like, why is that so horrible? Yeah, I also agree on this, and I feel like, but I, at the same time, I'm, I remember Peter Weber kind of did a lot of this, and he got so much backlash. Everybody was like, Peter's stirring up all the drama in the house. Like, why doesn't he just make decisions for himself? Blah, 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 blah. So I feel like Matt's kind of doing the opposite of, like, trying to figure it out for himself. But I think in a situation like this, where it's just, it's frustrating to the audience because it's so clear to us that it's like, Victoria is obviously the antagonist here and nobody likes her and if Matt just like went out and was like so ladies thoughts like he would have a clear clear answer right away so it is a little bit frustrating to be the viewer in this situation and be like uh, I think you should get a little more um research on this subject before you decide um, and it's interesting. Well, obviously, I feel like the producers, you know, are there being like, Matt, you got to keep Victoria. Like, she's good TV. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's weird. And I'm wondering if, like, he's just playing along. But it's weird that Matt hasn't picked up that. Or, like, maybe we just aren't seeing it. But, like, Matt doesn't seem to show that, like, Victoria is weird. Whereas, like, I don't understand why he doesn't show, like, oh, my gosh, this, like you know like he doesn't seem sick of her or like annoyed by her at all and i feel like anybody who talked to her would clearly be like this girl's off to be honest i feel like a lot of it is like he's trying to like play it cool you know he has to keep her around so he's like let me make the most of it but i will say how she like made herself be one of the like first people in the wedding like in the group um in the group date when she went in for the kiss he didn't even hold her. His hands were by his side. He did not touch her. That's true. So that's telling. That's telling. That shows that there's no chemistry. And, you know, I mean, we're skipping ahead here, but I think it's well-deserved because there's a lot to unpack in this whole section. And I think my favorite moment about the whole thing and, like, what really got me, like, this whole scene was the freaking outfit that Victoria was wearing as all of this went down with her bra sticking out of that bubblegum pink dress that was so unflattering and like the poofy sleeves. I was like, oh my gosh, you are not doing yourself any favors with this. Not at all. And you know what? She really doesn't paint herself, like she doesn't set herself up for success because like, and listen, like, you know, I think she, like if she weren't as annoying as she is, I don't think anyone would like, really like fixate on these things but like 
I don't know. Her makeup is like everywhere. She has like this sparkly eyeshadow that goes down to like her eye bags and stuff. And I'm like, come on, like you are a mess. Like keep it together. I literally thought that in one of the scenes that she was crying. Like I thought she was crying. And then I realized it's not tears. It's the sparkles from her eyelid dropping down all over her face and just looking like a little shenanigans New Year's Eve party on her face. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Victoria, girl, like, producers need to get you a makeup wipe. Get a little uh, Neutrogena face wipe on that because that's something else. We just saw saw a lot there, so, yeah. And that's, like, that's how she always looks. And, like, something is always, like, off. Like, in the wedding, in the group date when she was wearing the wedding dress, her bra was out in the front. Like, and then, and then when this, like, you know, <laughs> at the end, her bra was out in the back. Like, really, you can't, like... No one tells you these things. Like, why don't you ask? Like, you know, I don't get it. Yeah, it's just... A, yeah, it's just... A, oh, a little feedback there. But it just adds to the character of Victoria that not only is she absolutely just saying the worst things possible, being rude to everybody, like, just over dramatic, over everything like so extra but also she's a little bit of a hot mess like doesn't know how to keep keep it all together like put on an outfit without having something something going askew a little malfunction wherever she is so that's I think a little tidbit about Victoria so I feel like you know while we might not know everybody that well I feel like we know Victoria very well from these two episodes yeah we do um Okay, so this is also a side note since we were talking about Marilyn. I've gotten a few comments saying that I look a little bit like Marilyn. Thoughts? To be honest, I don't really think so. She looks kind of bland to me. Like, she, okay. first of all, I think she's a very, like, plain face. Like, it's very, like, I don't know, like, no emotion in it. Right. And, like... You look like a very, like, happy, like, we could tell your emotions, you know, like, you don't, I don't think that you would hide emotions on your face, and really, we get nothing from hers. Right. So. Okay, that, that is true. Yeah, she is very, like, blank, blank stare, um, kind of, yeah. I feel like the only emotion we do see is just kind of, like, a little bit of, like, sadness. I don't know, she seems like she's, like, just very, like, she seems, I don't know, not happy, not happy yeah, so, I don't know. I think this is going to be the end for Marilyn, honestly. I think he's going to send her home, this rose ceremony. Um, and I think that's going to add to the drama because everybody's going to be like, there you go, Victoria, you got Marilyn sent home for no reason and it's going to add fuel to the fire. While at the same time, mm -hmm. we also get rid of Marilyn who kind of wasn't really doing much for the show anyways and for Matt because I don't think there was a connection there. You know what, I wish, honestly, that he would even, like, which he's definitely not going to, but I wish he was going to, like, pull a Tasha there, which, like, when she sent Bennett home and then, like, literally that right after she sent Noah home. I wish, like, he would just do both, he would just do both because neither of them are the one. Like, right. we know that. Right, yeah, it's very clear to us that he's not interested. I think that's something that I like about Matt James being The Bachelor, but also, like, it... I don't know. I like it, but it also at some points takes away from the show a little bit. It's like it's very apparent who he likes and who he's like not really that interested in. Like you can sense immediately like who he has chemistry with and like who he clearly has attraction to. And you can also tell when there's just like absolutely no chemistry and he has absolutely no interest. Like he doesn't play into it all at all. 
So I think that's interesting to see. And I feel like Marlon was definitely one of the girls that he was just like, yeah, like, there's nothing here. Yeah, I think maybe that's why he was so, like, willing to hear Victoria out. Because he was like, honestly, like, I don't really care that much about Marilyn anyway. So yeah. I might as well just use it as a reason to get her, get her gone. Okay, let's go back a little bit and talk about um, the date between Sarah and Matt. What are your thoughts on Sarah, and um, how did you think that date went? I know she had a very serious conversation with her dad, or about her dad. So, thoughts thoughts on the whole shebang? Um, she, I forgot about her. She's another one that I really like, um, and that I see her going far also. Um, you know, The Bachelor and Bachelorettes, they love it when their contestants really open up. Um, she has a great story and I think it's really like, you know, noble and honorable of her that she like, you know, kind of gave up her life to go be a caregiver to her dad. Um, I think that's really nice and like shows a lot of like who she is as a person. So I really like her. I think she's really cute and the date seems to go really well. Um, honestly, the date itself, like what they did, I feel like it's so overdone, especially after Pilot Pete. Like, come on, we don't need to see more. <laughs> I literally thought that as I was watching it. I was like, I never thought that I would see another freaking airplane on this show after we had Pilot Pete season, but here they go again. Like, one of the first dates, they're like, all right, you guys are going on an airplane. It's like, do the Bachelor producers really have, like, they run out of ideas because they recycle them so fast, but who knows? But yes, I agree. Um, very good sentiment um, with the whole thing. And um, I think, you know, Sarah is definitely a top runner. You can tell Matt likes her. You can tell they have good chemistry together. Um, and I, at this point in time, I like her as well. I am cautiously saying that, though, because I feel like we've seen promos. And in the promos, it feels like stuff goes on with her later. So I'm interested to see, like how things evolve and like if she gets involved with drama and what happens there um so that's why I'm like a cautious because I'm like I hate when I like fall in love with a character and then they turn out bad because that happened with Bennett I loved him at one point and I was like such a fan and then I just got so spoiled because at the end he turned out rotten so I really hope that that is not the case with Sarah because I'm liking her at this moment and I think her and um Matt have good chemistry yeah, I agree. It's funny that you say that you really liked Ben in the beginning because right off the bat, I was like, this guy, like, he is not it. You could just tell, he like, in my eyes, he was, I just, like, could sense he was so, like, entitled, like, just thought he was, like, you know, the best of the best. Like, he deserved to be there. Like, he just, you could tell there was just, like, so much entitlement there. So, and, you know, I really don't pick that up from Sarah right now. Um, maybe I missed that preview that you're talking about. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. But I don't know. I have, you know, I'm getting good things from her. So we'll yes. see. Yes, only time can tell. Um, and I think it's interesting, too, because the other person that I would compare to Bennett would be Kit. Because when she came out of that car, it was very similar to when Bennett came out of his little car. And everybody's comparing those two entrances and their vibes. Um, my, the only, what I think what drew me to Bennett though, was at first it seemed like he had this self-awareness that he was like this rich, like he was making jokes about it. So I think that's when I was like, ah, like, okay, I can jive with this guy because he realizes that he is who he is. Um, but then, you know, we realized that he really 
is actually kind of a pompous, pompous little man. Um, but with Kit, when Kit came out, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just feel like this person is so judgmental and I'm having a hard time with her. But we didn't really see much from her this episode. I think the one thing we saw was she had this short conversation with Matt at the cocktail party. And she was saying, like, she said something like, I can already feel like we're so close. But she said it in the most monotone way ever. And I was like, I do not believe a word you just said about that because you just were so, such a bland delivery. Yeah, you know, some of the some of the people, like, you know, throughout the seasons, I feel like they're there to, like, get ahead in it, but not win so that they can then be the next season's, like, Bachelor or Bachelorette. And that's kind of what I get from her. Um, and also, did you know that her mom is famous? Yes, Cynthia Rowley. She designs yeah. dresses and all sorts of things. Um, yeah, Kit, she comes from a lot of wealth, it seems, um new york city vibes um so it is very interesting and i think you're spot on with that like i feel like she's there and she's gonna be like i'm gonna end up in paradise you know bachelor in paradise she's also an influencer like she came into this with a huge following with a blue check mark verified so i could see how this is a really um a leg up to her uh career um aspirations so yeah, I don't think her and Matt James will find a love, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't think that one is a match. No, not at all. Um, okay, so we saw the whole date with Sarah, and then, you know, we already started conversing about the rose ceremony and the cocktail conference. A cocktail conference, I don't know why I said that. A cocktail party. Um, just overall vibes, who do you think, like, who really struck you as, like, I know it's kind of early to tell, but whose outfits and, like, dresses have you been enjoying so far? You know, who had, who had a really cute dress and she wore it so well? That girl who's not even from America. Maggie. Maggie, yes, yes. She had that really nice orange dress and she wore it so well. Um, so I think she has really good style and she just, like, works everything she has so far that I've seen. Um... MJ, to me, is super, like, hippie, I feel. Yes. Like, no makeup and, like, very just, like, raw everything, um, which is, like, cute. Like, she works it, but it's not for me personally. Right. Um, who else? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Maggie, I think, you know, I've seen nothing but good things from her. Like, she hasn't gotten a lot of airtime, but I feel like she slays every second and there was a moment this episode where Victoria tried to come for Maggie and I was like, oh, hell no, girl. Like, this is the last person you're going to try to come for in this house because you can tell everybody would be on her on Maggie's side, of course. Um, and there's just no reason to, to go after her. So, um, yeah, definitely been loving Maggie's vibes. And, you know, MJ, yes, I get immediately, like, granola crunchy vibes from her. Like, she makes her own kombucha um it does like yoga but also like chops her own wood for her wood stove i don't know it drives like some sort of sunflower gas prop 
propane machine. Who knows? Like the buggy? Yeah, like a buggy or, you know, tries to bicycle most days, but when she has to, takes that. So that's the vibes I'm getting from MJ, but she also seems like she's going to be very real. Like, she seems like she's going to be the one in the house to call the bullshit. So, so yeah. far I'm liking MJ just because I feel like, you know, maybe her her vibes aren't exactly um, my vibes. Um but she does uh she does seem to call it like it is and she seems very very genuine and herself so and i think she's a different kind of girl than we've seen on the bachelor like i feel like girls like that don't usually end up on the bachelor so it's cool to kind of get that that variety it's interesting because i feel like like we haven't seen that you're right because like she's not like the stereotypical kind of girl that like would want to come on you know right yeah it's I, I am glad that she's on because and they they this group of girls I will say super diverse yes I yeah I agree like diverse in all sense of the word like I feel like they're very different um different types of personalities vibes um racially and ethnically ethnically diverse um so we're seeing all sorts of uh different vibes than we usually see on the bachelor so definitely i think it plays into it like even having somebody like victoria like that's a different kind of girl than we've seen before you know we've had like people who like stir the drama like there's always somebody like that but like she brings it to a different level that i don't think we've seen before and i don't know what i would call it or how i would pin it I'm reluctant to say the word that I have in mind, but um, maybe, you know, this podcast is small right now, so I doubt I'll get a lot of hate if I spill spill my personal truth, but I feel like Victoria is, like, kind of trashy, <laughs> and I feel like we don't see that on The Bachelor. I agree. I, You know what? She, if I were to compare her to a past, like, contestant, if, if any, she gives me, like, Corinna vibes that was her mm. name right yeah, yeah. Nick Vile season yes mm-hmm. she gives like I would compare her to that but honestly Corinna wore it better yes I I agree there was just something there's a difference it's like it's like Victoria's like the Walmart version like I don't know that was spot on a thousand percent like the walmart like knockoff generic version yeah so um definitely i think that's fun though like i think it's fun to bring those differences to the bachelor and to this franchise because you know i'm sick of seeing like a whole season of hannah ants like they're great like nice gals but like come on like it makes it more fun when we have these like intricate characters and like people who like because what I like about Victoria, and maybe you can relate, is, like, I've met people like Victoria, so it's interesting to see them on the show. So it's just, like, I feel, like, more, it's more relatable, whereas, like, I don't know, like, yeah, there are girls like Hannah Ann, but, like, I don't hang out with those girls, like, at least not all the time, like, so it's interesting to see people that I actually, like, genuinely have spent time with in real life on the show. Right, I agree. We've definitely encountered a few girls like Victoria, uh, which makes it relatable. And like, I am happy that they have her on the sh- well. The, she that she was chosen to be on the show because they should have on like they should have like you know more average girls. And like honestly, she's not like this like beautiful model esque type girl, you know. So I'm happy that they had her on. However, we tried her. 
we've seen her. Her time is up. Like, let's send we've her sampled. home. We've sampled Victoria. The sample's gotten a little sour in my mouth now. Let's spit out the sample before it gets over overwhelming. Because it's already right. overwhelmed. The spice is already taken over my mouth and I need to wash it out with a gallon of milk. So that's my analogy for the night. Um, and, you know, I think I think that's what we got. But I am interested. Like, I think they'll keep Victoria on for a while. But I am interested, like, when she does go. Because, like, obviously Matt's not keeping her to his, like, top eight. Like, I'd, I hope she wouldn't even be in his top ten. So I'm curious to see, like, what would happen, like, when Victoria does go, like, who's going to be the antagonist then? Because it always shifts. Once, like, a main antagonist leaves the show, it has to switch over to somebody else. There has to be somebody else that everybody hates. So I'm curious to see how that shift goes. That's a good point. I feel like no one is as, like, out there and, like, as bold as she is. So I can't picture it right now. How, but, like, she, you know what? I can see her getting a little bit better. Like, let's say Marilyn leaves. Her conflict is basically gone in my eyes. Like, hopefully she sees it that way. So then she can just, like, be herself and open up more. So I'm hoping we'll get more, like, rawness from her and less, like, you know, I feel like she's, like, playing up this persona. So, like, maybe we'll get more, like, realness from her. But, like, even when she was, like, even when she opened up to him a little bit, like, you could tell it was, like, a little, like, attention-seeking, like, you know, compliment-seeking. Yes. Like, come on, like, just be honest, let's just have a conversation, like, to get to know each other. Like, you don't need, like, the compliments, you don't need, like, more, you know? Yes, it was, uh, I'm so glad you said that, because when she was over there, she was like, I just don't know if I liked the dress I picked out. Like, do I look fat in it? Like, come on, Victoria. Just say you want him to tell you you look beautiful. Like, I see what you're doing. If you are a girl in this world, you know exactly what Victoria was doing in this moment. We've all done it. We've all been there. Like, at our lowest of lows, we've all been there. So, you know, no fooling me, Victoria. (laughs) Listen, she tried to be slick about it. She was like, yeah, like, I just didn't know. Like, I was worried, like, do I look fat? Like, I don't know. And it's like, clearly that was like, you like even like silenced yourself to give him the room to then respond and be like, no, you didn't look fat. Like, you looked great. Like, it was just so like, you, you like timed it perfectly. Like, you made that happen. Exactly. So calculated. But I do think there is some, like, with Victoria, I think... You know, she is a character and she's playing into it. She knows, I think Victoria knows that she's not going to be the love of Matt's life. I think she knows that this is a reality TV show. She's going to get some fame from this. Let's, she knows that this character of her is this way. And I think the producers are playing it up and being like, oh, Victoria, like, did you know that Marilyn is like doing this, blah, 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 and firing Victoria to you know, take that bait. So there is like a level of um, manufacturedness around it. But you know, it's adding to the show. So I'm not gonna be like, don't do that. Because you know, we've had some good conversation points off of this. So I'm just interested to see how it plays out. And I think that being said, it will make it all the more interesting and all the more like satisfying if we ever do see Victoria just like chill out. Yeah, I really wonder if that will happen. My guess, honestly, is that it will not. Like, she's just going to find someone else to pick on and, like, find problems with. 
but I mean, who knows? The in the in the previews, it looked like there was some continued drama with her, though. Yes, it definitely did seem that things remained heated. So I think she's just gonna continue playing playing to the fire um, for as long as she's around. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps up the cocktail party um standouts i think uh, i we didn't really see much of her in the um first episode but i think her name is lauren got the um the cocktail rose or i guess it was a group date rose um so uh she's safe and she seemed really nice like i really hadn't seen much of her in the first episode but she really opened up to matt in um this episode and did great so um i i was well well surprised by her because i think it's great to see when characters who didn't really have much airtime um shine later on yeah yeah and i feel like she probably felt like kind of a need to like open up like that you know because yeah. that gave her like you know something to stand on whereas yeah. like right like as you said we like really didn't see much of her before so you know that gives him incentive to keep her around i think agreed Okay, so that brings us to the rose ceremony. We didn't see the whole rose ceremony because um, it was cut short when uh, Sarah had a little bit of a, a faint spell. Um, so there were some dramatics there. Um, I always love on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever when like they show these previews of like ambulances coming in, like call <laughs> medic, blah, blah, blah. And like we always think it's so much worse than it actually is. Like, when they do that in the promos, my instant thought is, like, oh, my God, somebody is on their last string of life. They're going to, like, the ambulance right away. Like, something horrible has happened. And then we get that, like, not to undermine the situation, but then we get there and it's, like, oh, like, I'm seeing stars. Like, I see stars all the time, like, when I stand up too fast. Like, is it that kind of stars? You know what it is to me? Like, when you're right, you're so right about that. When I see, like, they're, like, someone has to call medic like call medic call medic to me i'm like oh my gosh like one contestant just like shanked another one like i think that it is like you know something just like blew up but yeah i mean listen that stinks and like we don't for like they have said that like they don't really eat much they don't like they're drinking all the time so like it kind of makes sense like she's like kind of like set up like that and she's standing there for like hours they're filming the rose ceremony in like high heels and short dresses and like they can't you know go and take a sip of water in that time so it kind of makes sense um but what i want oh you know what i love about it i think it is so funny this always happens whenever like one of the contestants doesn't feel well the bachelor the bachelorette will like go over and like put a hand on them and be like hey you all right and it's like she's clearly not okay right now like no she's about to faint like and you going over there being like hey you all right like no that doesn't help yeah also like i don't know what's better like in this situation because i feel like if i was a contestant in that situation i would either be like so embarrassed that the lead has like stopped the entire thing to like come over and like coddle me in front of all these girls who are now gonna hate me because i like held things up and got more time with the lead or if i'm gonna be happy because this then made the lead come over and give me more attention like i don't know which is the lesser of two evils um or like what the better scenario is but that's what always runs through my head when these things happen i'm like damn if i was 
the person in that situation, I don't know, like, if I would want the league coming over there or not. So that's something I always think about. I agree. I, you know, I always think that I would rather they didn't just because it will, like, give the other, like, girls more of a reason to, like, dislike me or something. But, like, listen, she can't help it. Like, you get woozy sometimes. Like, like, yeah. (laughs) Happens to the best of us. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're gonna pass out. What are you gonna do? Yeah, like, it ain't no, uh, yeah. Very interesting. Um, okay, so that kind of recaps. That's where we left off. So, we'll find out who gets roses next week. Um, only time will tell. Um, but, you know, I thought this was a fantastic episode. Um, and I thought really, like, towards the last, like, 25 minutes, like I said before, like, it just got so good. Like, I was in and there for it. Um, so overall, I would give this episode, like, a, uh, 7.5 out of 10. And I say that because, like, in the beginning, I was, like, a little distracted, so I wasn't, like, fully attentive. But what would you rate, what would you rate this episode? Honestly, I feel like we got more out of it. Like, there were two one-on-one dates, a group date. So we end part of a rose ceremony. So we really saw a lot. I would probably give it, like, let's let's give it an 8.2. Because we really okay. saw a lot. And there were two quality one-on-ones. The group date, I liked how they added in that other element of, like, the capture of the fly. Like, that was, you know, that was fun. And honestly, like, nice that they're doing, like, an equivalent to, like, in like Tasha's in Tasha's seasons and the previous seasons, how they used to do like all those like like team against team type thing mm-hmm. type of activities, you know. So I like that. So I uh, yeah, eight point two is my rating. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's nice that they. I like when they encapture a lot in one episode. Like I hate when we see like I felt like in Claire and Tasha's season we saw a lot of this where it was like so broken up that you couldn't even tell what was happening because it was like they weren't doing the routine of let's do a group date followed by a um you know one-on-one date followed by another group date and then on to the rose cocktail party and then rose ceremony it was like all over the place so it was kind of hard to follow up at some points Whereas this was a very, you know, chronologically, in Bachelor world, chronologically correct episode, and I enjoyed that. Even though I did not enjoy the, like, I mean, I guess cliffhanger of Rose Ceremony, you know, it's going to keep us coming back next week for more, but uh, it always just pains me when that happens, because I was like, ah, like, I really just wanted to know who was going home tonight, but I guess I have to wait another week, so. I know, and I really was convinced we were going to, because... It was like 9.52 when they started. I was like, eight minutes, that's plenty of time for them to show us all of this. And still not. Yeah, nope. we, ha- we had to see the medics, you know, leaping across the stage instead. So, but all's well that ends well, is, as they say in uh, the folklore times. I don't know. Um, anyways, so that encapsulates the show. Uh, we're going to move on to the last little bit of our episode, which is our fun game that we like to play. So last week we played a game called um, Rose or Goes, um, which is where you pick like who you would give the rose to and who would you send home. This week we're going to play a new game. We're going to play um, the yearbook game. So um, I'm going to give you a... Um, uh, a contestant's name and you would say like in the yearbook like what superlative oh. they would get if they were in high school okay okay so brace yourself and if you you know if you struggle with names or whatever we can figure it out but 
um, starting off with Matt James. What do you think he would have been in high school? You know what? He gives me, like, like, yes, he's a super, like, muscular guy. And, like, I think he tries to, like, play on that, like, macho vibe. But to be honest, he, like, gives me, like, a little, like, nerdy vibes a little bit. I don't know. Like, hmm. I would say he's, like, like, best to bring home to mom, maybe. You know, like, super, like, wholesome and, like. Yes, yes. Not, like, a bad boy. Yes, like, you know, he's quarterback of the football team, but he also, like, occasionally is in the jazz club, you know? Spot on. He also plays chess. Like, yes. something like that. Yes, he, he's not just one thing. He kind of dabbles in a few different areas. Yeah, he's not, like, he, you wouldn't know him as the job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, moving on. What would you say Marilyn would be? I don't even think she would have a superlative. I think she's so, like, generic. I don't think anyone would nominate for her for anything. That's true. Maybe she would just be, like, she would be patiently waiting for the nominations to come out and realize, like, she just didn't even get one. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't think anyone would be, like, let me nominate that girl. Victoria. Um... I'm trying to think. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of, like, sorority superlatives right now. Um, oh, I'm sorry to stall this, but I just have to say one little thing. Victoria definitely didn't get a bid in college because in the first 10 minutes of the episode, she said, like, 20 times, I'm not here to be in a sorority. It was like, yeah. sis, like, you are butthurt. Did, like, Kappa Kappa Gamma not give you an entrance, like, to, to a bid to be in their organization because you are so butthurt about this. Um, So I thought that was just, like, a funny moment. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I feel like she went to, like, a big 10 school and like thought she was gonna be like the most popular like the coolest girl that like everyone wants and like she kind of like faded into the background and like got dropped from every org (laughs) yeah literally was like blacklisted from like three of them because (laughs) she like said like very inappropriate things during rounds um Yeah, she definitely, like, went up to the president of each sorority and was like, I just want to say I hate your fucking clothes and um, your house looks disgusting. Also, like, I made out with your boyfriend last week. Like, that's the kind of vibes she would do. 100% would talk about boys, would talk about drinking, like, right away. We'd talk about, like, the drugs that she, like, has tried. I don't know. Um, but she probably... I don't know if this would be, like, a high school superlative, but she would probably get, like, like biggest flirt or something like that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see, like, that with, like, a combination of, like, most dramatic, like, something, yeah, yeah something. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, like, one of those superlatives you want, but she would think it is. She would be excited about it and be like, oh, my God, I got this, but everybody else would know that's not the superlative you want. <laughs> Like, most likely to think she's in the royal family. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Um, MJ. Hmm. Maybe, like, like, we really don't know much about her, but, like, from what we've seen, she has given, like, great vibes and, like, just seems like she does keep it very real. Um, and, like, tries to, like, spread positivity when she can. 
So I feel maybe like most likely to brighten your day or something like that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. In a more mature crowd, like if it wasn't being published in the yearbook, like, I don't know, she gives me like stoner vibes. Like I feel like she's definitely like rolling blunts and, you know, doing all that shenanigans. So I, I could see her getting something related to that in a more mature audience. Um, okay, we'll do two more. Um, we will do, just because I love to talk about her and I'm so, I don't know, enthralled, um, we'll do Kit. Hmm, you know what? I'm gonna play off the fact that she already comes from money and, like, is somewhat famous. I feel like... Uh, what is the correct wording for this? Like, like most likely to like, like most not most likely to be famous. What it, like, I don't know the the proper wording. Right. For that. I get what you're trying to say though. Like, but that is like one yeah. of the like so, like hustle. And I don't know if it's hustle, but like it, most likely well, to get rich or something. Her. I don't know something like that. Most likely to succeed, maybe, because she has, like, the foundation there for her already. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, last one. Chris Harrison, what do you think he was in high school? I feel like that guy was a class clown. That could be true, you know? I feel like he was definitely, like, everybody loved him. Like, you can just tell he he was a popular guy, like, big man on campus, so... I feel that class clown could have worked out, um, or what was the other? But one? not even. I don't think he was the big man on campus in that like he was like the jock that everyone loved. Like I feel like no. people really liked him for who he is. You know. Yes, I feel like I get more of the sense. Like I'm trying to equate it to something. Like there's like always that one kid who's like not like a nerd, but like also like they're not like they're not athletic or like super like hunky or whatever but like everybody loves them you know like they're like they do something average like they're in the scholars bowl or whatever but everybody still thinks they are the shit and they get invited to all the parties like that's chris harrison agreed life of the party perhaps you know maybe that was his thing yeah all right so that pretty much sums up our game i hope you enjoyed playing (laughs) um yeah yeah so that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Mia, I want to thank you profusely for being my second guest. Um, you had so many amazing insights to share with us. And I think we really got, we, I had a ball. I had a laugh and a half with a lot of our commentary. I hope our my audience agrees because I feel like we really shed some, some good light and spilled some tea. So, you know, maybe this is a career in your future. But other than that, I definitely enjoyed my time here and would love to come back whenever. Yes, we will definitely. Well, fun fact for the audience. One day we're going to get both Mia and her brother, Corey, who is a Bachelor Bachelorette fan, to come back onto the podcast because I think Corey will have some wonderful insights to share with our audiences. And I would love to get a male perspective on this because I think it's always very interesting um, hearing hearing the male perspective, especially when it's the, the bachelor season and there's all the women on, because um, you get to see see what their thoughts are on these ladies. So um, that will be something to look forward to in a future episode. Definitely. 
definitely. Alrighty, that about wraps it up. Thank you, Mia. Um, and thank you to our listeners for coming on to the podcast and giving it a full listen. And that hereby ends the second episode of the Chris Saracen podcast. Have a good night.